If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out. Today, we are going to talk about the origin of some of life's physical, spiritual, and emotional struggles. And that was Myrna speaking. That was. Yeah. Do you understand we live in a broken world? You uh-huh. think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever felt the pressure and chaos of things that go wrong, but you just don't understand the origin? I mean, everything's falling apart. There's a pressure on you, and you're thinking, where did all this come from? Yeah. I live up on a mountain. The pressure comes up there, too. You know that? <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thought we was away No from matter it. what altitude. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we was away from it when we came clear to Idaho. From the flatlands, huh? Yeah, from where the tumbleweed blow on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. If you are a believer, one who has accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, they don't get that pressure. They don't? They don't because so. we, we are beyond it. Really? Just kidding. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Those pressures and chaos are arrows from the unseen force, but they are on the outside of you. And you are trying to, I mean, Satan is trying to lead you astray. Okay, so I'm a believer. So well, those you are? are? I am. Those pressures and chaos are coming from outside trying to get into my right. head. Okay. But okay. I thought I wanted to get you to believe that they, we don't get one. Oh, no, I feel. Some no, people believe that. I don't believe that because I feel pressures. Okay. What if you're a non-believer, though? If you're a non-believer, then the pressures and the chaos are inside you because you're already led astray. You're already in the darkness. The darkness dwells within. Satan has control of your heart, mind, and soul. And you need to decide who is your master. Okay, wait a minute. So either you're a believer and or and you live in the light or you're a non-believer and you live in darkness? Yeah. That's it? One or one one or the other. You can't have two masters. Oh, okay. You, you have one or the other. You either belong to Christ or belong to Satan. Okay. And if you belong to Satan, you're against Christ. I read that somewhere. Do you by any chance know where where you're going when you die? I do. Does Everybody, Everybody out there know when they're, where they're going when they die? You can call us, and we can talk to you about your salvation. Our number is, you'll have to give it because I don't know it. I will give it. It is 1-888-346-9141. Because if you don't know where you're going when you die, or like if, Jesus, if you stand before Christ at Heaven's Gate or whatever, and he says, why should I let you into my kingdom, and you don't have an answer, you probably need to work on that. You have some homework to do, all right? And we can help you with that. Because you know what? You can't work your way into heaven. No, you can't. Nope. You cannot work your way into heaven. There's only one way to get into heaven. And that's what? Through Christ. Oh, okay. That's kind of simple. You know, what we're talking about is a spiritual battle, the battle between good and evil. 
the good of Christ versus the evil of Satan. It's simple as that. That's why when Annette said you're believer or non-believer, you have Christ in your heart or Satan in your heart. Christ controls you or Satan controls you. It's that, I know it sounds, it's that simple. It really is. God didn't make things complicated for us because <laughs> he created us and he knew we couldn't be, be um, too too complicated. I have the brother that I had that was sexually molesting me. Uh-huh. He was a non-believer. He was controlled by Satan. Yes, he was. And I believe that with my whole heart, and I don't think he ever did come to accepting Christ. And he's doomed. Yeah, well, he's dead, and he's doomed. It's too late for him. Yeah. So some of what we're talking about, it's actually said in Ephesians. That's in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says that our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That means it's the the battle is spiritual. Even though Annette and I might get in a little spat, she's not my enemy. Really. I'm not? No, you're not my enemy. Hmm. So my battle isn't with Annette. We fight a battle against the spiritual forces of evil. And we don't have to and what, that's what we're a whole. That's what we're going to talk about today, because some people think that we're not in a spiritual battle. But then, why would God have given us this verse? We have. We are in a spiritual battle. Yeah. And we've been that way since God created. Well, at, since we were born. Exactly. All right. And others believe that we have no authority over Satan and his little minions. <laughs> that's not true. Some people don't have authority over them. If you're a Christian, you have authority over them because Christ is the one that won the battle. Exactly. And he gives us authority. And, you know, there's some people believe we should be afraid of demons. What do you think about that one, Annette? Uh, you can be afraid of them if you don't know them, if you don't fear. know what authority you have. Okay. But in Christ, there is no fear because he conquered that fear. He did, didn't he? Because mm-hmm. God says, fear not. For I am with you. There is a whole Always. bunch of verses in the Bible that says fear not. Yeah. A whole bunch. And then some people believe Satan and his demons are just as powerful or maybe even more powerful than God. If Satan was more powerful than God, then how did God throw him out of heaven? That's a good question. Because uh-huh. Satan, if he was more powerful than God, Satan would have thrown God out. Uh-huh. And Satan would have kept the wonderful dwellings up there. And then when Satan... Uh, tempted Eve, if he was more powerful than God, then how did God make him crawl on his belly for the rest of his days on earth? How did God curse him, huh? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Good Good point. Okay. There's, there's a lot of things God did with Satan that if, if God, if Satan was more powerful than God, then how did he give him a demand on what he could do with Job? That's right, because Satan had to ask permission about mm-hmm. her doing things with Job. He couldn't even touch Job until God lifted his hand. Exactly. So if, if Satan was more powerful than God, why does he have to go to God to ask permission? And why does he shudder sh- when he comes around God, mm-hmm. if he's more powerful than God? Yeah. Because the Bible says that even demons believe in God, and they shudder. So why? Why, why? would they shudder? If they have authority over God, why would they shudder? Mm-hmm. That's a point. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've kind of already said this. So God created Satan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me see. 
So God intended Satan to be good. Do you believe that? He did. He created him as an angel. Okay. And he was the most beautiful angel in heaven. And God says that after in, in the creation story, God said that he created everything and he said it is good. Right. Right? So he created Satan to be good. What happened? Satan wanted power. He wanted lots of power. And he, his pride and arrogance took him down. Okay. He thought he was better than God. He, he wanted all the power he could get, and it ruined him. So he chose self over God. And rejected God. Mm-hmm. Do people do that now? Of course. Oh, okay. Do you know what God said about pride? Pride comes before a fall. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He fell. He fell. Satan fell. Yeah. He was so prideful, he fell. Yeah. All the way from heaven. Last night, you and I seen a falling oh, star. Oh, we did it. It was beautiful. It was awesome. It was beautiful. Think about how beautiful Satan was, and he fell from mm-hmm. heaven like that falling star, Mm -hmm. and he got burned up before he came to earth. He didn't burn away, but he ended up losing his beautifulness Mm -hmm. because God made him crawl on his belly. Yeah. Not beautiful no more. Right. So that falling star was gorgeous. It was. It was very pretty. How long did it last? Um, And if you blinked, it was gone. Instant, it burned up. Yeah. God intended Satan to be good. Yes, he did. However, Satan chose self and rejected God. Yeah, he did. Why does God tell us to read the Bible, Myrna? Well, I read the Bible because I need direction. This is the roadmap to my life. And when I come to, um, like when I was reading this morning, there's some stuff that I haven't been doing for the Lord. And he was telling me, hey, you know what? You need to... You need to get back into this. You need to do this for me again. And so it's a, it's telling me, and he does it very lovingly. He says, you know, he, it's, so it corrects me. He corrects me with the scripture. He, it gives me direction. It shows me how to live. It tells me about how to forgive people. It tells me how to let go of grudges. Like I think I shared in a couple of shows ago that, you know, I was carrying a grudge o- o- on someone, and God confronted me with that and, and was able to give that up. So the Bible just tells me everything I need to do, and it shows me God's love for one thing and his forgiveness. And So what purpose does the Bible serve, Annette? Well, you know, God tells us to walk in his footsteps. This is true. So the Bible tells us how to walk in his footsteps. But also, if we're supposed to go out and serve other people, how are we going to know how to do it unless we have scriptures to do it with? Okay. I mean, the scriptures lead us so we can lead others. Yeah, because, you know, there's so much wisdom in this in this Bible here. I have one in my lap. And it tells us, because we can't think of all of that stuff that, mm-hmm. that people need to know. Right. But if we know what the Bible says, we can take that and, and direct them to where the Bible mm-hmm. says that. Like the book of John is so full of God's love. Well, how do you get to know God? How do you get to know Jesus? Exactly. Unless you have a book that tells us what he was like. Mm -hmm. And then also, don't you feel Christ in your heart when you read about him? I do. That's a relationship. It is. That's how you gain a relationship Mm -hmm. with him. God loves us so much. He will not 
He sits and waits on us to come to him. He, he doesn't force us to. Right. So those uh, those unbelievers, he loves them too, right? He loves every exactly. one of his creation. And he loves them just the way they are. Right. And he loves me just the way I am. Right. Faults and warts and everything. Right. I haven't seen a wart on you. Oh. Well, I hide him good, huh? <laughs> you must. <laughs> you little warty thing. <laughs> I'm so glad God loves us just the way we are. Right. I am I am very glad for that. You know, the Bible just is, is a good book to live by. You know, we have to have fruits in our life because the fruits is what tells people. I like bananas. In fact, I think I'm going to have banana you, and peanut, you, peanut butter for I lunch. Mean, you've been a fruity little girl forever. Oh. But that ain't the kind of fruit we're talking about. Oh, okay. The, the fruits we're talking about is what tells a person that you're a Christian. Oh, like... Um, um, self-control. Mm, that's a good fruit. Like um, not being angry at people. Oh. And not calling them names. Not. Like, oh, wait a minute. I can be angry, right? You can be angry. Okay. But good. do not sin when oh, you're angry. So don't call somebody a name or, or gossip about them or. Or say, shove them away. Or shove them when away. They need help. Okay. All and right. Love. Love is the greatest gift mm-hmm. in the Bible. When you love other people, you're showing Christ. Right. So there's other fruit, isn't there? Yeah. You want to talk about those when we come back from break? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because we do need to rest my voice a little bit. Okay, so fruit. Hmm. I'll have to think of some other fruit besides bananas, grapes. Oh, I love frozen grapes. Grapes are good. Let's take this on a freeze. <laughs> we when we get back we're going to talk about more fruit and some more um, information on the spiritual war that we actually are all in whether you're a believer or not you're in it become our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice America look for Annette and Myrna's book Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, before we went to break, we were talking about fruit, and it's not bananas and grapes. It's fruit that we produce in our lives. And one of the things we talked about was self-control and love. Yeah, number one gift in the Bible. Is to love. Love unconditionally. That's hard. Christ loves us unconditionally, but it's hard to love people unconditionally. Can someone do that? Yes. Okay. How? There you go. All right. I agree with that one. So if, we, if we're looking at the fruit, we should see Jesus, right? Right. Okay, if they're a believer, we should see the fruit of the what? Self-control. Um, what else is some love? Joy. Peace. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. And all those things. That's and all fruit. those things. That's fruit. All right. Maybe and, it's in not fact, frozen. It's thawed out fruit. In fact, on our refrigerator at home, and this is the honest truth, on our refrigerator at home, we've listed several of those, if not all of those fruits. And it's just a little gentle reminder. Yeah, and we said, and there's a little question: Is how fruity are you today? Because that reminds us that you know we probably need to check our fruit level. Yeah. Well, I eat frozen fruit every night, so my level keeps going up. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you think the purpose of having a relationship with Jesus is? You know, we talk about this fruit stuff. We talk about non-believers, believers, evil, good, spiritual warfare. What? Well, having a relationship with Jesus, it's a benefit for yourself. Okay, how? Because then you, you keep your fruit up, for one thing, and... I don't think you get so down when you have a relationship with Christ because you get filled up on that love monitor. Okay. His love? Yeah. And having a relationship with him is good. He, it feels good. And, I mean, if you don't have Christ, what do you have? Satan. Yeah. Which one would you rather have? Well, I, I vote for Christ, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. And you have protection too. Exactly. So yeah, that have relationship with Christ would definitely affect our spiritual battle with Satan. Mm-hmm. Right? Because again, Satan was a created being. Christ was there. Christ has power over Satan. So if you figure that in a in a in a equation, an equation, excuse me, you would and you figure a believer in then you would think by default Christians have power over Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, how I, do we how do we do that though? I know that through Christ, a lot of the battles that I've had in life has been broken down because of Christ. If I didn't have Christ, I know that they would be harder. I've had battles between people and me. And because Christ has been in my life, I, I have learned ways to deal with those battles. Mm-hmm. And God talks to me a lot. Mm-hmm. And he directs me. And those battles have not carried on. He's taken a really big battle that happened with me and somebody. And he, he dealt with it. I said, I will step back and I let you deal with it. 
and he does. Mm-hmm. He does, and doesn't he? And he kills those battles right. that come on. When we get out of the way. When we get out of the way. Yeah. But what, what are some other ways that we can fight this battle between good and evil? Because we can't fight it by ourselves. We have to have Christ, right? Yeah. So we have to have a relationship with Jesus. We know that. And we have to, we've already talked about the Bible and the importance of the Bible and how that helps us give us a guide, give us the support, give us the foundation, a relationship with Christ. Um, and we get a relationship with Christ like we do with any friend that we have. We get spend time with them. We get to know their voice. And we get to know who they are. What's some other tools we can use to fight the battle with? Armor. Armor. And Christ. Christ is, Christ is the only knowledgeable person since he wrote the book. He did write the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have an armor that we'll get into later. Okay. So how can, how can we learn about our position in this, in this battle? All things we learn through the Bible and through Christ. Okay. So in the Bible, does it talk about that armor? Yeah. Okay. What kind of armor? God's armor. What? Okay. It starts with the helmet of salvation. Does it? Well, look, from, that's the way I put it. Okay. On. Because you start at the head and go to the feet? Yeah. Okay. That's I, how I remember it. That's how I remember it, too. Okay. So yeah, what's, in Ephesians. What's, so what's the helmet of salvation? Well, you what does can, that mean? It's people think that the helmet of salvation is for God. It's for us, and I I consider it that God gave us His His armor, and we use it. It's a reminder to us that we are protected by God. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. But the helmet of salvation, you guys put on. Um, antivirus on your there you computer. Go. Yeah. Why do you put an antivirus on your computer? Well, I put an antivirus on it because I don't want the viruses to get in and take over. We've had that done before. Like Trojans. Yeah, and all those other they'll types shut of viruses. Down your, they'll shut down your computer. Exactly. So you put on your helmet of salvation so that the antivirus Satan can't control your mind. Exactly. Because <clears throat> he'll get in. He'll get in. So then we have, we have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate <laughs> of righteousness, and our righteousness is not our righteousness. The breastplate covers our heart, and that's where our righteousness resides because our righteousness comes from Christ because he is the only one that is righteous because no one is righteous, no, not one. I don't care how hard someone tries, they aren't righteous. So... Righteousness resides there on, and on the breastplate, and it covers our heart, and that's where Christ resides. Then there is the belt of truth. Which is the Bible. Which is the Bible, <laughs> and we've been talking about that belt, and it is vital that we have that truth to cinch us up and to hold us steady, the belt right. of truth. And then we go to the feet. Yeah. Yeah, the feet. And, okay, so can you imagine this this person, this soldier, even in modern day times, going into battle. They've got the helmet on, they've got their their breastplate on, they got their belt going on, because the belt holds, you know, some, some important stuff. And well we might as well talk about it right now. They got the sword. The sword is yeah, the spirit. Sword. The, a double edged sword, the sword of the spirit. Okay. 
and they have the shield of faith. Uh-huh. All right, so they have all that on. The shield of faith, we'll talk about that. They have all that on, and then, and then um, you look down at their feet, and they're barefooted. Oh, well, we need something for our feet. Yeah, because they might get in trouble going well, around there barefooted. Yeah, well, yeah, Stones. you might get, yeah, I, I would step on a few. And have stick you ever them. had a stone bruise? Yes, I have, and it oh, hurts. Oh, hurt. It hurts. It hurt horribly. Yes. So, you know, we probably need to have something done with our feet because we're all armored up, but our feet aren't covered. So, God provides um, the feet, something for the feet, and it is, and I have to stop and think Did because... It is the prepare the feet for the gospel of to spread the gospel of peace, so that if we have our armor on, that gospel of peace, we should leave peace wherever we walk. We should and live should in peace, it. and we should live it and feel peace. Okay, so we should have little peace marks every little like a, a fairy, little peace fairies, little peace crystals. That would be neat. Everywhere we walk, like the glitter. Glitter, just sparkles of peace everywhere we go. Yeah. So yeah. if you have peace in your life, people can see it through your eyes. That's right. That's right. Okay. The peace of Christ that passes all understanding. Let's to go back to that shield of faith. Who, would you, who do we have faith in? Each other? No. No? We have faith in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they would, the soldiers would stand shield to shield, side to side. And that's what we need when we're in this spiritual battle. We need other Christians coming alongside us and helping us to fight. Because Satan and his demons are a, a substantial foe. They are defeated and they know it. They want to take as many people down with them because they, they've read the end of the story. They know what happens. But um, they, so, so we have to stand side by side with each other. They try to take us down because we're the children of Christ. That's right. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> And then we have the sword, and that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, double-edged. Double-edged. And it cuts down to bone and marrow. Yes, it does. And that is an awesome thing to have, because that's our only defense, is the sword. And we don't have to hold it up, because sometimes in battle we get tired, and God says, I'm there, I'll help you. And there's another thing on the armor that we always want to throw in, and that's prayer. Yes. Prayer is very important. It is. It is very important. Yeah. Okay. If, if you don't pray, God says you have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. How do you ask? You pray. Oh. That's right. And it's God's, just talking to him. Yeah. God's always there. Mm-hmm. And people think you have to lay prostrate to pray to God. Uh, you do if you want to be humbled and holy, mm-hmm. and that's good to do because God likes that. Yes, and but I I have laid prostate before God. I have too, but there is also such a thing as just talking to him because he's there. He's listening to you. He's waiting for you. God wants his children to talk any way they want to him. That's right. When you want to think of him as holy, that's when you do your prostate praying mm-hmm. or your kneeling because God is holy. Yep, he is very holy. So the armor, put it on. When do we put it on? I put mine on at night before I go to bed, and I cinch it up, and then I put it on in the morning when I get up. Uh-huh, I put mine on before I get out of bed. Before I my feet hit the floor, I put my armor on because... I put mine on in the shower. In the shower. <laughs> 
That's okay. I make sure it's clean that way. That's right. And again, the order that we gave it is how we've learned it. That's not the order that's given in the Bible, but that doesn't matter to us anyway. God still, God still honors it because it's just it's the it's the armor that is important, and the faithfulness that you're praying it on. That's what you need in the battle. The righteousness, the faith, the truth, the peace, all of that is what you need. The Holy Spirit and prayer. When we come back, we will talk about how important it is to know what your position is. You know, there's high ranking, everybody in the Army and Air Force and all the, all the branches. Well, we need to know what our position is in Christ if you're a believer and where, and where you fit in in the spiritual battle. So we will talk about that when we return from break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Okay, as we went into break, we were talking about the armor of God, and there's one important addition that I want to um, to say is that when we have that shield of faith up, the scripture tells us that it will re- deflect, it will extinguish all of Satan's arrows that he's trying to put towards us as believers. Okay, not some, not a few, it is all. We have to stand firm. Remember, we got those feet in standing in the peace, and we're holding that shield up in faith. And when we don't have strong enough faith, that's why we have faith partners standing with us. But it's there to extinguish all of Satan's flaming arrows at us. Just wanted to add that one thing, because I think that's a very vital thing to remember. So, hey, there are, we want to talk, we're going to talk about three types of people in the world. 
those who are innocent, those who have given themselves completely to Christ, which is the guided ones, and those who think they know what is best and refuses to hand themselves over to Christ or refuses to accept Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, the innocent ones are babies. Let's have them. Babies in Christ. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, pyri- uh, a pyramid that is food pyramid. You know, uh, like those old food, that, I don't, those old, old food pyramids on the, on, yeah, the yeah. on the food on the what on grocery like cereal or bread. Yeah. I don't think they're food pyramids anymore. I don't know what they are now. They got f- food pyramids. Oh, okay. Okay, so you have different levels of what food is. All of this. Yeah. Okay. I used the to, food pyramids, though, have a lot of food groups on them. They like do. Grain and all that. Yeah. Okay. This food pyramid only has. Three groups. Three food groups on it. Say that real fast. Three food groups. Food, food <laughs> groups. The, because it only has three food groups. Yes. It's it's going to represent what a, what their hearts are. What their not really their hearts. Their um, let's see, position. Okay. It's a food position group. Food position pyramid. Yeah. Food position pyramid. Food position. Food pyramid position group. All Say right. that three times. Nope, I'm not even going to try once. <laughs> That's what you call a tongue twister. That's fine. <laughs> so the the one who is innocent, mm-hmm. and it has to do with Christianity, people. An innocent one is okay. on milk. Okay, so that would be That's like our a, milk top of the top of the line. Like milk. A, okay. Of the pyramid. They just became a Christian, yeah. or what? And they haven't been mentored yet. Okay. So they don't know a whole lot about. How to fight a battle. And they need to be mentored. Because Satan could grab them and pull them away from a, a Christianity really quick. Okay, so they don't have a strong foundation uh-huh. in Christ. Okay. Yeah. So so they should, there's some caution there, right? Yeah, a real okay. lot of caution. Don't, don't leave them out in the green field where the wolf can come and eat okay. them up. And those who have given themselves completely to Christ. And well, wait a minute. I want to go back to the to the babies on milk, okay? Um, because because if what happens that if they if they don't if they don't stay in the fellowship, you know, and get the, the discipleship, it's like a baby who, who who wasn't touched after birth. Yeah. And it develops the failure to thrive. Yeah. And. And if you're on milk and have a failure to thrive, then Satan creeps in and, and you could wither away. Yeah, that'd be somebody that was on milk and wasn't wasn't guided through. Okay, disciples. Yeah, discipled. Okay. That'd be that kind of All right. I milk. Wanna, you know, that failure to thrive really hits a soft spot for me. Um, our oldest daughter, she had um, some health problems and she ended up in the hospital. And there was a baby in the next room. To, to her room, and the baby cried and cried and cried. And I noticed that no one, no one came to visit that baby. And then one day the baby cried no more. And I asked, I well, I asked the nurses, you know, because I was, <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I, I wanted to go in and hold the baby. And so when the baby was gone, I asked the nurses, oh, did somebody come get the baby? You know, was the baby able to be well enough to go home? And they said, no, the baby died. And I, what do you mean the baby died? And they said, 
it had a failure to thrive and it died. Its mama rejected it. I don't remember if it was a boy or a girl. And, um, and that's what happened. So as, as we as old Christians, we need to take those new Christians and we need to love on them and we need to guide them and we need to disciple them so that it lessens their chances of a failure to thrive in the church, a failure to thrive in Christ. Yeah, Satan will creep in. Satan will. He'll come in and he'll snatch them out of our arms if we, if we aren't aware of it. And that's what Satan wants to do. Exactly. He wants to destroy Christian people. And because you know what? If, all right, so Annette and I both have children and grandchildren, and one of us has great-grandchildren. <clears throat> oh, what? How many do you have? None. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so... Well, I get the blessing of yes, seeing you do. another one be born I hope around you do. Christmas time. I hope you do this, this I coming weeks. And I know my Lord, and I know He'll give me what I ask for, so it hasn't been born yet. Nope. Is it a boy or a girl? I can't remember. Girl. A girl. So she hasn't been born yet, guys. Next no. week's the 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 um. And t- Tuesday, I f- Tuesday I go Wednesday, to Boise, yeah. and Wednesday I fly out. Yep, to go see that. Ba- see, hopefully to see that baby born. I will be but, seeing it born. So it is important that we do that. That we take care of those those new Christians because Satan would love. Okay, so as that's right. That's where I was going before the grandbaby thingy <laughs> was. <laughs> because that gets me excited, um, was that for, as a mother, go ahead and hurt me. You know, you can hurt me, but don't hurt my child. The mama bear comes out. Don't hurt my grandchild. The mama bear comes out. That's the way Satan is. If he hurts us as, God, as Christ's child, he knows he gets, to, he gets to God on that one. He knows that he hurts Jesus on that one. Again, Satan already knows how the story ends. So if he takes as many people down as he can, he knows what that does to Christ. And people were in this battle, and we need to hang on to those baby Christians. We need to disciple them. We cannot let them fail. We cannot fail them in a failure to thrive. Okay, the second food group is spiritually knowledgeable as long. They're on meat. Okay, they're on meat. They're ready for the spiritual battle. They're the ones that mentor those new Christians. And they read the they read the instruction book. They continue to grow. They disciple others. They let others disciple them. We're never done being discipled. Yeah, but do you know that that the second group, if they detach if yep. you detach a tree limb from mm-hmm. a tree, it dies. It dies. So these guys are, are spiritually discerning and good and they're on meat but they can be detached too yes they can because no matter how strong you are in christ there is a possibility of being detached but it's by your choice that's right nobody can steal you out of the palm of the lord's hand that's right because no one no one is capable of doing that we have free will that's right. It's our choice. I don't understand why someone would walk away from Christ, but that's some people do. And the and the last group, the last group is Annette. You want to do the last group? Is stone soup? Oh yes, I, I like the stone. You soup You like one. the stone soup? One. I'm I'm a stone person. I love. <laughs> I mean, rocks. she's a rocks. Yeah, I love rocks. But this kind of stone soup is 
not rocks. This this one is a cold heart. It's a very, very cold heart. Because people, there is people out there that will never accept Christ. They have gone beyond being reached. Because God said that some people, he will give them away to their depraved minds. Romans chapter 1. Yes. Those are people with stone soup. They have eaten up so much bad stuff in their life that God will not reach them no more. They have they have rejected him so long that God quits. He quits probing their heart. He gives them away to whatever they want. And he won't ask no more. You're gone. You're, you're over with. And that's a sad place to be in where God won't even talk to you no more. He won't push you. He won't talk to you. He walks away from you. I would never want that kind of stone soup. That would, I mean, they live in darkness. They choose the darkness. Their life is nothing but darkness. It's sad. I can't, I can't imagine living in darkness. I can't, I mean, even what, because, yeah. Let me, let me give you an example. Give of, me an example. Because of the abuse I endured as a child. Yes. I don't like darkness. That's so I, right. I sleep with a lamp on. Yes, ma'am. But I look outside because my lamp reflects on my windows. Mm-hmm. So I look outside and I see little bits of light out there, but that darkness engulfs that light. Mm-hmm. The light does not hardly show at all. So that's the darkness that they have in their hearts. It is so dark out there, you can't even see the grass on the ground. Yeah. All I can see is what's on our porch. Beyond that, you can't see nothing. Mm-mm. That's how dark their hearts are for stone soup. You can't see between that darkness. It's just, I can't imagine, and I know I've met people that have that darkness, because you can, as a Christian, you can pick up on that, because our the Holy Spirit definitely picks up on people um, that live in that darkness. And and if we're, well, I know we're probably talking to somebody that lives in that darkness, but this goes all over the world. We're going to pray for you, because as long as there's breath, there's hope, and you're breathing, and there's hope. We want you to know that Jesus loves you. We love you. And we want you to have eternal life with Jesus. We want to meet you someday in heaven. And there's that chance. You're the only one that can make that decision. But we will pray for you. We pray for everybody. Yes, we do. And I know God wants everybody to go to heaven. That's the reason he hasn't come back yet. That's right. That's but, right. When we come back from break, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about open doors in the spiritual battle. Because we do, we weaponize sometimes the enemy. We weaponize. What does that mean? That means that we give the enemy opportunity. We, it's kind of like handing them the weapons to fight the battle against us. Well... Weapon, I don't, I, not so much weapons as doors. Doors, opportunities. Yeah. Opportunities to get into us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do it without thinking. Sometimes maybe it's not having the knowledge of how we did it. That's true. And okay. in this world, 
people can be not knowledgeable of it. So when we come back, we'll talk about open doors. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, we are back from break, and we are going to talk about open doors to the demonic and to Satan, because sometimes we do that without our knowledge. We don't. Some people just don't intentionally do it. How many open doors do you think there is? Um... I think there's a whole bunch. There's probably more than I even can recognize or know. Yeah. I bet there's a lot more than than we even want to know. Well, that's probably true. That's probably true. I know well, I've done some research on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the one that I I knew from childhood was the Ouija board. Oh, that's creepy. That is My creepy. grandma had one neighbor had one. Oh, that one was creepy. I didn't even I well, as a child, I didn't like it and I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I watched neighbor do it. I didn't No. I got scared of it and went home. Yeah. They did it with a candlelight and all that stuff oh, really? in a room and Ooh, it kind no. of freaked me out. No, so. I I couldn't I couldn't no. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, nope. I, I had nightmares after that one. Oh. Yeah, the Ouija board is not good. Yeah. So that is an open door. All right. Uh-huh. What, what else could be an open door? Uh, television. Television, absolutely. Depends on what you watch on it. 
yeah, those um, pay-per-view or whatever, some of the movies, R-rated movies, um, adult-rated movies. Yeah. And Satan uses the Internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... Those pop-ups? Yeah, sexual content. Those pop-ups, yeah. yeah. In fact, um, I've done, and we're going to talk about this, but pornography on the Internet. Uh-huh. Can I throw some numbers at people about the pornography on the Internet? Why not? Okay. Are you guys ready? Because, see, I have a minor in sociology, so I do, I like numbers. Sorry, everybody out there, if you don't like numbers, but numbers speak to me. Sorry. I have to pay for my education somehow, right? Yeah, she even likes phone numbers. She even (laughs) reads the phone phone book. book. You can learn so much about the phone book, about the (laughs) territory around you. and Okay, don't worry, guys. I have bailed them out more than once because of the phone book. Pornography. All right. It is. Porn sites receive, and I'm, I'm getting this from fightthenewdrug.org. Okay, fightthenewdrug.org. Porn sites receive more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined each month. Each month. Okay. Porn sites receive more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined each month. I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. um, Let me see. There's another one. 624,000 plus child porn traders have been discovered online just in the U.S. Porn is a global estimated $97 billion industry with about $12 billion of that coming from this good old United States. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on. So, pornography, the Internet. To me, this is just from my brain alone. I never looked it up, but I believe it to be true that Satan's tools that he really presses people on is sex, Mm -hmm. money, Mm -hmm. and drugs. Yep. Those are three of the tools that Satan uses the most because you, I mean, you think about it. What's the most important thing to human beings? Sex. Yep. And I think that's his number one. Number two would be money because the love of money is everywhere. And if you don't have money, how are you going to live? So that's how he starts Mm -hmm. it out Mm -hmm. with is you got to have money to live, and then he pushes it into the love of money. And then, of course, drugs. People get sick. They start out with that, and then there's people out there pushing kids into getting drugs. I mean, drugs is the number three thing, and Satan uses all those to get people. Yeah. Other open doors, and I know some of you people will not agree with us, but that's okay. We can agree to disagree. Sorcery. Harry Potter, palm reading, horoscopes, okay, sexual relationships, magazines, magazines. I mean, you look at that. Look at this. We get those magazines to yes, buy things in, and how many of them has the center deals yeah. for the sexual stuff? Yeah, can't get a good magazine no. without that in it. When we say um, sexual relationships, we mean that. Um, when you have um, sexual relationship at intercourse with someone, then the two will become one flesh, and that needs to be. You need to, 
you need to ask Jesus to break that tie. If you're married now and you had sex before you were married, you need to ask Jesus to break the tie with all your sexual partners because you were you were tied together. You, the two became one. And Christ speaks against that. If you want, if you want a reference, it's First Corinthians six sixteen. You know, just check it out. First Corinthians six sixteen. You need to also an open door is is hanging around people that you shouldn't be hanging around with. The Bible says that you know, bad company corrupts good character. That's an open door. There's also Christians an open door. Lack of time with Jesus. Let's just get real. It is a that's an open door. You you need to spend time. There's also um, an open door is we already said horoscopes. Annette, can you think of anything else that's an open door? Um, no. Tarot cards. Did we yeah. mention those? Well, I'm okay. Palm readers. Palm readers. Becoming unequally yoked. Well, so. yeah, because the unequally yoked person will be the one to lead you astray. Yeah. So that's, you know. Not going to church. But, you know, as we, yeah, that's what we said, yeah. But so. We need to just be careful. We're in a spiritual war. I know another one. What? Go, getting a partner in business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better be careful with that one. Annette. Yeah. And yeah. she's a blonde man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> be careful. All right. Spiritual war. We're in one. Good versus evil. Yes. And, and we're on the winning side because Jesus, we're on Jesus' side. And we, we need to close up. We want to remind you that next, mo- next Monday, yeah, next Friday, the 21st, we'll be having the Miracle Show. Yes. And Annette will be calling in from Colorado. And then on the 28th, we have some firecrackers coming. Um, oh, that's going to be fun. Levi's wife and two girls are going to be, be with us live, and that will be something else. And they'll be talking about their daddy being in prison and how that is. And you how will that affects love them. Peyton and Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. And so that'll be an exciting show on that for, for December 28th. You guys can remember to contact us after the show, 208-962-7384, or contact us on Facebook, godsgirls7.com. You've already heard the um, our email, abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com, or... Um, Twitter. You can contact us on Twitter, twitter.com backslash God's Girls 7. All right. And Anything you, else? Well, then they can, on the Miracle Show, they can call in. They or, can. Or even when Lacey, and we have Lacey and the kids mm-hmm. on, you can call in and yes. ask questions yep. about what they experience if you want to ask them that. Mm-hmm. But And we really thank you for listening to us today. I know this was um, a pretty direct conversation. Thank you for listening, and we will be praying for you. We promise that. Yeah. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.